I'm Joanna Fortune, psychotherapist and author of the 15-minute parenting series of books. Welcome to my 15-minute parenting podcast, where I take a common parenting struggle and break it down with practical, playful solutions. Let's get going. I received a question from a parent recently asking about a sudden shift in behavior in her toddler, including what she was describing as separation anxiety and that this behavior shift correlated with the pending arrival of a new baby, something the little one in question was very aware of, but overtly excited about becoming a big sibling. So this parent was telling me, yeah, yeah, look, they know a baby's coming along, but they're really excited about it. So I don't think that's the problem. And, you know, it just reminded me of something that and again, you know, whatever I'm saying about children, we can often relate back to ourselves as adults as well. We can hold two opposing feelings at the same time. I mean, of course we can. Haven't you ever felt disappointed for yourself when you didn't get something you wanted while feeling happy for the someone else who did get it. You know, I'm disappointed for me, but I am truly happy for you. Or, you know, what about feeling excited about something new, but also nervous about that very same thing? And those two feelings can coexist, even though they don't seem to complement each other at all. Well, our little ones can also be excited about, you know, becoming a new sibling or a big sibling, while also feeling uncertain and worried about what this new arrival is going to mean for them and their place in in their world, in our world. What's going to happen? You know, will I still have you all to myself when my sibling comes? And of course they won't. And that can be an awful lot to grapple with and make sense of when you're only little yourself. You know, so I can feel I'm thinking now of myself in the place of the, the little toddler. I can be excited about the new baby for sure. Even when the baby comes home, you know, I can be like, woohoo, the baby's coming home. But then I could struggle or start to struggle with feeling left out as the new baby requires so much attention. And everyone who visits is attending to the new baby first. And oh, my goodness, the new baby, the new baby, the new baby. And, you know, if if, if I have never had to share my parents, I'm thinking if I've gone from being a single child to now a sibling child and I've never had to share my parents before this sudden shift in realizing that you're not only mine anymore my goodness you know that can be very difficult to adjust to and especially you know consider that I'm just two or three years old I'm not going to have the emotional fluency to express this internal conflict any other way than behaviorally and so you know Again, you know, in another episode, I've been talking about behavioral regression. And again, that's something that I will use to convey what's going on. So, you know, I might regress in toilet training or the sleep disturbance or go off my food or perhaps refuse to let you out of my sight in a way that might certainly look like a separation anxiety. You know, I like to playfully express the reassurance that children are seeking in these moments. So, for example, you might all stand in a circle holding hands. I say you all for, you know, however many people are in your family and you're going to stand in a circle holding hands near the cot or around the cot and then drop one hand. If there are two parents in the circle, drop the hands that you are each holding and extend your circle to include the baby. So you just step back and bring the cot or the buggy or the baby into your arms, bring the baby into the circle and say something like, see, we're still a circle and there is still room for all of us it's just that our circle got bigger that's the only change we're still a circle we're just a bigger circle so I can see in that very experiential way I haven't been pushed out 
of the circle. I haven't been replaced in the circle. It's just that our family circle got bigger and there is room for all of us. And that can be a really helpful way for me to make sense of it, because trying to verbally reassure a two or three year old of that fact is actually very difficult because they just don't take it in. You know, toddlers, you know, by nature are curious little creatures and they learn by doing. So be sure to involve your little one in what you're doing with the baby. It may be helpful to ensure that they have a baby doll, you know, one that can take a dodie or a bottle, has a nappy. You can get little baby doll nappies. You can also, you know, you can get everything for babies. You can even get little baby carrier slings as well for the baby dolls. You know, just to avoid them getting too hands on with the actual newborn, I think the doll can be a good substitute prop and when they have their little doll have them stand alongside you and mirror everything that you're doing with your baby as as you're doing it and while you're changing the new baby's nappy or feeding the baby whatever it might be tell your little one a story about a time that you also did all of that for them too. share stories about them as a little baby you know the cute stories of course not the ones where they wailed all night and kept you up Pick a nice, cute story, even if you have to reimagine it or heavily embellish it. But it's going to remind them that all the things they see you doing for the new baby is something that you actually did for them, too, and that they used to get all of this from you when they were new as well. Now, this said they do when I'm saying, like, don't let them be, you know, hands on literally changing your baby's nappy or shoving dodies into your new baby's mouths. That's why the doll is a good kind of thing to be able to do in parallel. All of that said, they do need to interact with the new baby so that they can get to know them. So let them under your supervision safely touch the baby. Do you know, have them listen to the baby's sounds and try to interpret them. You know, what might the baby be saying? What do you think that sound means? And, you know, have your your older little one tell the new baby some little stories as well or show them some of their toys, not shove them at the baby. That's why supervision is important, as we all know. But just show them so that they're saying, hey, look at this and I can show you that. Let them watch you while you're bathing, feeding the baby. But again, keep remembering to share those stories about when they were little and you did the same. Oh, I, I, you used to love your bath and you used to love splashing or whatever it is. So they know they haven't missed out just because they can't consciously remember those moments. If you are breastfeeding, be aware of how this is very interesting to your little one and they may well want, you know, a front row seat to watch you do this by front row seat. It'll feel like they want to be on top of you as well. They may well actually try to get on top of you. But this is also where having my own little baby doll that I can sit beside you, I could even play breastfeed at the same time is very useful and talk to your baby the new baby about oh my goodness new baby whatever the baby's name is you know you're so hungry you really like the milk and then reflect the same to your little one do you see how the baby is showing us how hungry they are drinking lots of yummy milk being able to kind of talk to the baby relate it back you're involving your little one in everything that's happening in a very relational way it's not at all unusual that your weaned toddler, if in fact they are weaned, um, will ask to breastfeed like the baby is. And, you know, because I often get asked, you know, oh, I'm breastfeeding the baby and my two year old is just begging to get back on the breast and I had weaned them. What should I do? Honestly, there's no right or wrong answer, only to respond as best suits you and
and your family. So I would say do whatever you feel is right there. But if your choice is no, I've weaned them and it was a difficult process and I don't want to have to go back there. Just say, oh, this milk is needed for the baby, but you can feed your baby and you can have your sippy cup beside me at exactly the same time and we can all feed together. Some toddlers also find the cries of a baby quite a sensory dysregulating and distressing experience you know some of us grown-ups can as well but just ensure that you explain that babies don't have any words and so the only way that they know how to tell someone that they need something such as to be fed or their nappy changed or to be burped is by crying so you normalize their cry as your baby's way of communicating and you let your little one hear you say things like Yes, 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 little baby, we hear you telling us that you need something and we're going to try to work it out for you. I wonder what it is you need so that they see that you're not overwhelmed by the cry, but you are actually normalizing it as a bid to communicate or your baby's way of speaking. I think it's actually far too simplistic to say, give them lots of time. That's going to make this better when actually you don't have lots of time. In fact, Time is fast becoming your most precious and stretched resource with the new arrival. So let's not set ourselves up to fail. Pull in your network. Lots of people are going to meaningfully offer to help you. What can I do? And rather than politely sending them away with a a fake, oh, we're grand, thanks, thanks anyway. Now you're going to say, Thank you. If you could give me an hour to hold the baby so that I can play with little one, that would be a great help. Or if you really mean that, it would really help me if you would throw a wash on and hang up the load in there so that I can get out for a walk with both kids for a while. I'm a big advocate of taking people up on their offers to help. And I know certainly when I offer to help someone, I would welcome something as practical as this. If only, you know, that I don't drop you off yet another box of Mr. Kipling French fancies when you've 10 boxes falling out of the cupboard. But actually, I can do something you really need um, instead of what I think. Oh, I don't know what to do. I'll just get you this instead. You know, aside from this, activate your friend and family network to come and invite your little one to their house or to the park or to the playground for some special one-on-one time. Do you know ice cream and bickies and nanny and granddads with no crying baby where all eyes and ears are focused on just me can do wonders for a toddler who's adjusting to a new baby in the house. And tag each other in if you are co-parenting so that one of you is attending to the baby while the other of you is totally available to the little one and alternate these roles so that your little one can still feel that they have special time with each of you and not just oh the baby gets mommy and I get daddy or the baby gets mommy and I get other parent whatever it might be in your family make sure that you're both alternating those roles the other thing I would emphasize because I I think it's something we all do without necessarily meaning to is avoid big kidding me you know oh you're the big boy now or you're the big girl now you have to be the big sister or brother you know, it's just too much pressure to put on me, you know, try not to correct my behavior by telling me that I'm the big kid or the big boy or the big girl. I'm still only two or three years old and I'm a long way off being a big kid. It just sets me up to fail. And right now I don't want to be the big kid. I want to be your baby like that baby. So instead, focus on my efforts over outcome and praise how hard I'm trying to be helpful and tell me how lucky the baby is to get me as a sibling. And I think if you come at it that way, it's going to meet my need a little bit better. But don't force me into that premature grown up space that I'm just not 
ready to be the big kid at all. You know, the fact is your little one probably will wobble or full on struggle with the new arrival. It doesn't mean they don't like the baby. You know, this really hasn't got much to do with the baby at all, but it's more about how your little one is struggling with how they're feeling amidst all this change. So instead, be patient with them. Praise their good behaviors. You know, pack a small box like a shoe box, that kind of idea with little bits and bobs, you know, kind of small stocking filler type toys that only gets brought out when you're feeding the baby to occupy and engage me by keeping it away. Other times it means it's very special and exciting when it does come out and prep that well in advance of having the baby so that you're ready for when you're bringing the baby home. And when your little one acts up, I am saying when, not if. When, when they act up, reassure them that you know how hard this is and that you want to make it easier for them and talk about how the baby needs us, not just you, and ensure that you find ways to show your little one rather than just tell them how special they still are. You know, this behavior will pass as your little one settles into the new family reality, you know, the new family structure, the new family formation, as we're all settling into that new family reality, to be fair. But back to the little one um, that I mentioned at the start of this episode, whose parent wrote in and prompted me to talk about this here today, and they were experiencing some kind of separation anxiety. When you leave your little one to go and have the baby, they need a way to understand that you are coming back um, beyond you just saying it. They need another way to understand it, especially if you're going to go during the night while your little one is asleep. And there's no way of predicting that they could just wake up with someone else in the house with them. So ahead of time, write a card record a video message that you can leave with whoever the designated person who's going to take over whenever you go to have the baby and that person can read the card play the video message on the day have planned out some activities and challenges to occupy me over the day or the day or two that you're going to be away from me give or take um you know i'm just thinking the other parent will likely be back at home at some point that day or the next day in any case so your child won't be with just the designated person for more than one or two days one challenge activity you could set you know and again you could leave these in a playful list in a box or an envelope that's nicely decorated is that they could bake oat biscuits for you for when you're home or bake some fudge or chocolate crispy buns or whatever you know is going to be easy and manageable um, another will be to follow little clues that you've prepared well in advance and your little one can follow a treasure map of clues picture ones that direct them to find a new jigsaw or a storybook or coloring book that they can then read and color or play with for a while it's new it's a novelty it's eating up some of that time that you're away and you know make sure that your little one's favorite foods are waiting um, for these few days. You know, it doesn't matter for those few days if it's fish fingers and waffles and beans all the time. You know, make sure that that is available for me. I'll go, woohoo, I'm getting to have these foods that sometimes you try and negotiate broccoli in there, but not today. I'm getting to have what I like. And, you know, you could also pre-book or consider this, you know, pre-book a small delivery of a balloon that lets your little one know that the baby has come, you know, because 
they're a toddler and toddlers love balloons and the excitement of a doorstep delivery will just be thrilling in and of itself. And then bring the baby home with you and the baby could have a small gift for me. Don't go over the top with this. Something like the new baby doll I've been talking about that will help me to mirror what's going on um, or a book that we could all read together with the baby. Something like that. Small but meaningful is ideal. I really hope that helps but just try to think about it from the perspective of a little toddler that this is a big change to my world. My whole world is being rocked and I'm just letting you know that I find that hard. That's what my behavior means. So if you can be patient and try to stay connected with me, we will all get through this and enjoy, enjoy, you know, the parents who wrote in and anyone that this makes sense for. Enjoy your new baby. Enjoy that time together. Thank you for listening. I'd love if you could leave a positive review, share this with a friend or a few friends, or even subscribe to the podcast. It really helps others to find it and helps with visibility online. You can also follow me on Instagram at Joanna Fortune or on Twitter at the Joanna Fortune. No E at the end of that. Tune in next time for more 15-minute parenting.